This is Tom Meets Interesting People. This episode contains frank and honest discussions about mental health and suicide. Tim, it's so good to finally have you here. It has been, we have been trying to get this to work for ages, but I'm glad our schedules are finally aligned. I, I won't lie, I am resisting the urge to just pitch to you the idea of us two starting our own wrestling podcast because I reckon we could just make like five hour episodes. Oh, I swear yeah. we could. <laughs> I, I'll tell you who I don't love, who's a little overrated, and I don't like being negative, but is Dean, not Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley. And this interview is terminated. No. <laughs> <laughs> My guest today is Tim McCarthy, who is the host of the 20 Tim Minutes podcast that explores mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. Yeah, having the phone turned off is, is huge. Um, I think because like I'm always on my phone. Like you know how it is being a podcaster. Like yeah. you get a notification on Twitter. Like this is it. I'm blowing up. This is <laughs> this is the big time. I was taking interviews on my days off, and I wasn't really yeah. taking care of myself. I, I'd be doing interviews before work, but doing them on my my days off, and I was just like getting worn down. And I'm like I got to make sure I'm doing this for me as well. Yeah, like, I can't yeah. burn myself out, or there'd be no podcast. I learned that kind of almost the hard way where I was like, man, I'm getting run down. And like, mm -hmm. even a part of me was like, you know what? I should just shut down the whole podcast and get rid of it. I was having troubles probably between like 2017 to 2019 really bad. And I didn't really know it. Everything's kind of a blur because I was in a, such a bad place. I tell yeah. people all the time, if you see pictures or like saw me with my big beard, that's when I was at my worst. I wasn't showering. I wasn't I wasn't taking care of myself. I was calling out of work. And like, you come up with these uh, grandois like ideas that you'll never do. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna build a dog house for my dog. I don't even know how to use a screwdriver, my friend. Wife and I weren't doing too good. My marriage was kind of falling apart. And like my relationships with friends were falling apart. I was very nasty. And 2019, I almost decided to kill myself uh, via hanging. And I remember looking at the calendar and then I waved to my dog and then I was walking upstairs and I felt like I had an outer body experience. And so I stood there with, with it around my neck and I just started crying like so much. And I was just standing there and then like I realized it was my brother's birthday and like it was my, my, um, my grandmother's uh, death day. And I was just like super depressed and I was just like kind of going in and out. And I was like getting ready to do it. And then like it's silly as it sounds, the person that knocked me out of it was my and I just want to reach through now and just give you a hug. Yeah, uh. <laughs> my man. I'm a big hugger too. I'm a huge hug guy. Hello and welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People the podcast where I interview everybody from voice actors to nuclear engineers to SWAT team negotiators to talk about their work, their projects, and their processes. Now, we've talked about mental health a bit in some of the other interviews I've done, particularly with the interview with Terry Tucker. We've talked about the, the mindset of being a SWAT hostage negotiator, but we've not really had the chance to dive into the topic until today. My guest today is Tim McCarthy, who is the host of the 20 Tim Minutes podcast that explores mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. And he just also happens to be uh, number one in the top 100 indie documentary all-time chart on Good Pods. Tim, it's so good to finally have you here. It has been, we have been trying to get this to work for ages, but I'm glad our schedules are finally aligned. Yeah, man. I'm Tom. Thank you so much for having me on first off. But yeah, it always, you know what? The, you got to wait for the good things in life. It's, it, it takes a little bit, but I'm, I'm glad that we're finally, finally on this and interesting people. So I feel pretty honored that I'm interested in, interesting enough to come on. I mean, as soon as we were chatting on Reddit, I was like, I think it was Reddit we met. I was like, yeah, I need to get this guy. And then I was like, oh, actually, I really like this guy. I want to be friends with this guy. Oh, this <laughs> yeah. guy's, this guy's super cool. I appreciate it, man. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I think it was Reddit. I don't I don't work on Reddit as much. I, do you think Reddit's gone down a little bit? I feel like a lot of people are more negative on Reddit. Reddit has a... I, yeah. I mean, just the internet in general, I think, has kind of gone... Yeah. I think just because it's text and we just have this whole... I was thinking about this last night, actually. This whole us versus them 
kind of mindset. We, to use a social psychology term, we we kind of other people. We put them into us and then the other group. And I was on the audio space yesterday with uh, Pixie, uh, next on stage one, who yep. has done uh, literally, I should give her like co-creator credits for this show because she's put me in touch with so many guests just by a pure chance. And on the audio space, there was just a mild disagreement um, about feedback. One person said this person should do this. One person said this person shouldn't do this. And it was lovely and polite. And a consensus was found in the middle to help the person get feedback. And I was like, why does this not happen on text, on, on Twitter and elsewhere? We're just shouting at each other. Yep, it's it's ridiculous. But shout out Pixie. Pixie is the one of the best people on the Twitter community with oh, podcasting. Definitely. She's uh shout out to Pixie. I love Pixie. We talk all the time via text. So she's a she's a great person. Yeah, she's mega cool. Now, um, you have asked this question on your podcast to your guests uh so many times. So now it's time you're subjected to this question. What does mental health mean to you? Good question. Good question. <laughs> it's a great question. Isn't it? It's amazing. I thought all day about that. <laughs> Mental health means to me is very, very much a lot because there's mental illness and mental health. Mental health, we all have mental health. It's mm -hmm. whether we're sad, happy. Um, sometimes we have to take a day off from work if we're not feeling good or like you can get depressed. Anyone can get depressed. Like say like your cat died, you're going to be sad, but there's mental illness side where people have, uh, diagnoses of like bipolar, ADHD, OCD, PTSD, and not everybody has that. So you do have to worry about your mental health on both ends of the spectrum, even if you have a mental illness or not, because mm -hmm. we have to take care of it. Like you break your arm, like you got to go take care of that. You got to go to physical therapy. You got to get like x-rays done. What do you, whatever you have to do. And you got to do that for your brain too. Your brain gets beat up. You, yep. you can see some things, you can hear some things and it just like really weighs you down and self-care is such a big thing. You got to, and like people think like self-care is like going to the spa, but it, it could be like, that could be your yeah. thing, like getting a massage or something. But for me, it's like just even just like calling my friends, hanging out with my friends, playing video games, like kind of shutting my phone down. It's certain things that you got to figure out, like what beats me down and I need to like take a break from that. And so like mental health, that's what me it means to me is just really taking care of yourself, uh, whether it be like with your body, mind, it just make sure you're the most important person in your own movie. You got to make mm -hmm. sure that you last through the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned something there as well with your friends, sort of like being in the moment, having that phone turned off. Yeah, to having the phone turned off is, is huge. Um, I think because like I'm always on my phone, like, you know how it is being a podcaster, like, yeah, you get a notification on Twitter, like, this is it. I'm blowing up. This is, <laughs> this is the big time. And so like, I get excited about that. And then you have the emails from guests and everything. So like, it is good for us too, as podcasters, especially is, is to take breaks. And I forgot about mm -hmm. that. Like, I was taking interviews on my days off, and I wasn't really yeah. taking care of myself. I, I'd be doing interviews before work doing them on my my days off and i was just like getting worn down i'm like i gotta make sure i'm doing this for me as well yeah. like i can't yeah. burn myself out or there'll be no podcast yeah exactly i mean you took a break recently didn't you because you hit 100 uh episodes which congratulations for that thank you um but yeah i could totally relate to sort of taking a break and doing no schedule like yeah i have done the same thing I have booked guests in on days I shouldn't be booking guests in because I, I really wanted the guest instead of prioritizing myself, which would make a much better episode, wouldn't it? Yeah, you definitely. You got to be 100% when you're bringing it. And yeah, I learned that kind of almost the hard way where I was like, man, I'm getting run down. And like, mm -hmm. even a part of me was like, you know what? I should just shut down the whole podcast and get rid of it. And like, then I realized and people were talking to me like, you can't think like that. Like, you just got to make sure you take care of yourselves. And it comes back to just mental mental health and just making sure that you're okay and it could be something little could be something big but you just got to make sure you're taking care of yourself is that kind of does taking care of yourself does that kind of play into some of the sort of like context of why you started 22 minutes uh a little bit yeah i was kind of down and out for a long time this might be a little bit of a long story but stop go me for if it. i, I go keep for on it. going um so 
I was having troubles probably between like 2017 to 2019 really bad. And I didn't really know it. Everything's kind of a blur because I was in a, such a bad place. I tell yeah. people all the time, if you see pictures or like saw me with my big beard, that's when I was at my worst. I wasn't showering. I wasn't, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was calling out of work, um, just, just bad stuff like here and there. So I went to a couple different therapists to find out what was going on. And man, it's not easy finding a therapist first off, but then yeah. second off, it's tough to like have a relationship with someone. Yeah. Like I went to one, it was like a pediatrics one and had like kid games. I'm like, I'm an adult. I can't be here. Like she's, she's like focusing on like adolescence. And then I went to one lady, she has on a farm, right? And she's on this farm and I go in the house and it's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. I'm like freaked out. There's books like opening on their own. There's like chandeliers, like, like, like going in the wind, but there's no wind. And I'm like freaked out and everything smelled like cat pee. And I'm like, I need to get out of here. So it's like, I tried to find like a right therapist and it wasn't working. So I kind of took a break from doing that. And I was like, you know what? I'll just figure it out on my own, which was probably the worst thing I could have done. So like fast forward a little bit, I was just getting run down. Like my, my, my um, wife and I weren't doing too good. My marriage was kind of falling apart and like my relationships with friends were falling apart. I was very nasty. And in the midst of that, I got diagnosed with uh, bipolar type two ADHD and general anxiety. So I was dealing with that and pretty run down. And 2019, I almost decided to kill myself uh, via hanging. Um, with my jujitsu belt. I, I like to tell people the details behind that a little bit because you just hear like suicide and you always wonder yeah. what they're trying to do. And it's kind of morbid in a way, but I like to explain that like it's real, like people are really yeah. in this this stuff. And I remember just standing there. Well, before, like I, I watched like the Adam Sandler special. I don't know if you saw it. And at the end, he talks about Chris Farley, his friend that died. And they got me like really emotional. And I remember looking at the calendar and then I waved to my dog and then I was walking upstairs and I felt like I had an outer body experience. And it was like the movie Get Out where without the racism, where I was in my own body and I felt like I was in the last row of my brain where I could see yeah. what I was doing, but I couldn't really move. And so I stood there with, with it around my neck and I just started crying like so much. And I was just standing there and then like I realized it was my brother's birthday and like it was my, my, um, my grandmother's uh, death day. And I was just like super depressed. And I was just like kind of going in and out. And I was like getting ready to do it. And then like, it's silly as it sounds, the person that knocked me out of it was my cat. My cat came up and like went through my legs and I kind of like came out of it. And I was like, you know what? I got to feed my cat. I totally forgot to feed my cat. And I was like, I would be so upset that like my cat wouldn't be fed. So I fed my cat and then I my phone buzzed. And I looked at my phone and it was one of my coworkers because on Snapchat, I had a group chat with a couple of people and I was making kind of like crazy comments and stuff. Yeah. And um, so people from work were looking for me and then like the stress team unit because um, I work for the state of Massachusetts. So like they have like a lot of resources to help you out. So a lot of people were looking for me. And then like I called my wife and told her what happened and she came running and it was just like very emotional. It was like, it was like such a bad day. And I ended up getting in the midst of that too. I ended up getting a, a new therapist by the name of Ron. Ron was pretty sweet. And um, I had him for a bit. And that's when I, I think I got diagnosed. The thing that's crazy to me is my memory of it all is very bad. So when I tell this story, it's like not yeah. perfect timeline. It's such like a blur. Like, I just like don't remember like I'm 37 like my my early 30s like I don't remember and it's like so I wasn't doing drugs I wasn't doing anything I was just I was like I wouldn't say I was doing drugs but I was kind of abusing them a little bit like yeah. I was on Xanax for a bit and I took like a little bit too much Xanax and I was like calling my friend crying on the phone and he's like what's going on and I'm like dude I'm just not I'm like I don't know what's going on with my life so I got a therapist and I started getting better like I talked to I talked to Ron like a bunch and then I lost my therapist. He had to retire. So I lost the therapist I was getting along with and I was like you got to be kidding me. So I got transferred to a different place uh like luckily and I I I connected with this with this younger woman Rachel who was younger than me and she was a therapist. I feel like the movie 50/50 when he has this therapist that is like younger than him. <laughs> and um and I started to come around, I shaved my beard and like, I was starting to wear it. I was starting to tell people about my diagnoses and everything. And my, one of my friends was like, 
it's okay, man. Like you just got to wear it. Like, just like, it's, yeah. you don't have to be yeah. afraid of it. And I actually did that. Like I, I got a tattoo of a, of a half smiley face, half sad face on my shoulder, which represents the bipolar in me. And, um, and it just, just felt good. So that's the long part. So now we're going to circle back to why 20 10 minutes came to fruition. I've always wanted to do another podcast. I used to have one with my buddy years ago before like podcasts really popping off and it was terrible. The quality, the quality of the sound was bad, but the quality of like our topics were great. It was called uh, Bill and Tim's Bogus Podcast. And we had a lot of fun with it. And I, I, I always wanted to do another podcast and I didn't want to be like another guy just doing random stuff and like being like everything and everything or everything and everything. It's like, just I'm just another white dude, like you know what I mean. You know yeah. how it is. Just, we're just a, a natural white dude. Like who who wants to listen to us? And um, so I was like, all right, I want to do something. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I was like, you know what? I should probably do one on mental health. I'm not reinventing the wheel. Like shout out to the Waffle Shop podcast, uh, who's from over the pond as well. He um, he was one of the first people I reached out to to pick his brain, and he was like a big like support system for me, which was awesome. So. Then I wanted to come up with a name and have everything ready. This was like a year in the making. Like I wanted yeah. to make sure I had like a logo, theme song, like uh, outline for at least like five episodes. Like I was going into this. I usually I usually half ass stuff, and then I was like, you know what? I get a full ass this. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So there was names we were going over. I was like, initially it was going to be Timmy Twenty Minutes. It kind of sounds like took me twenty minutes, like Timmy Twenty. <laughs> Timmy 20 minutes, but it's a mouthful. I just, I just yeah. almost, I couldn't even say it right now. And and then my buddy Duff, he was like, uh, he's like, you should do like 20 Tim minutes. And I was like, oh, that's like perfect. And then I had it written out 20 Tim minutes. And he was like, no, you gotta do the two zero. And I was like, yes. So like, it wasn't even really my idea, <laughs> um, but I stole it and ran with it. And um, yeah, and I just do 20 minutes because the running joke on that, and most people don't get it because I don't really explain it, is I have ADHD, so I can only talk to myself for so much, like so long. Like yeah. if I do these interviews, I'll, I'll chew your ear off all day. Every interview I go on at the end, they usually go, this is the longest interview I've ever had. And it's not bad. I'm like, good. I don't want to chew people's ears off too long. So I ended up coming up with 20 10 minutes. I had my friend Paul Adams, who's a producer, make my introduction, which is I love it so much. And I started just doing uh, random episodes like on Tuesdays about just mental health and like me and being open. Like I did an episode about like my suicide attempt. That was really emotional. Episode 25. If anyone yeah. wants to like listen to an episode, like that's probably one that you should listen to. And then like I evolved like like podcasts, as you know, yeah, you take an idea and like you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't work. And then I started doing interviews. And uh, funny enough, they always think it's 20 minutes. And I'm like, no, it's just uh, that's just my name now. And like, I've had some good people on. I've had like Dane Cook, Allison Stoner, Gigi Robinson, um, and just a slew of like NFL players. I've had a WNBA player. I've had a, a porn star on. Like I've had a bunch of people and I, I think my interviews are really good. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I, that's a lot. And that's for, that's a lot for me to say because I'm not very complimentary to myself, but I, I think my interviews uh, speak for themselves when, when you listen to them because they are very interesting and I like they do. You like they you, do. like look at me, I'm stealing from you. Like interesting people, I like talking yeah. to interesting people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, twenty ten minutes has been doing good, man. Like I I raised money for a local pro nonprofit for suicide awareness with my first t shirt sales. I think I raised like five hundred bucks for them, nice. which like which um um like opened up a lot of like um like books for them like i bought like a bunch of books for like classrooms and stuff so i knew like where the money went it was 100 percent of the money but yeah it's been a wild ride been about two years since november 2020 um like mine's a covid baby as well you know what i mean like yeah. like most people and uh yeah it's been doing good it's it's led to me to like meet people like you man like the internet's crazy it's like when we grew up, like we didn't have that we had like dial up internet and like you could like chat with people like in a chat room maybe yeah and now it's like we have like, I feel like I'm in the same room with you, man. And it's, it's really awesome. I'm glad we linked up. I'm glad you have me on this podcast and you did an introduction for me. Like you really helped me out. So it's like, kudos to you, man. Like you're doing, oh, you're doing you. great things, inter interesting people. So I'm glad to be one of those people, man. And thank you. And sorry if this was a run on story, go but no, no, I, go for it. Seriously. <laughs> the best interviews are the ones where I could just let the guests talk uh, because you're doing the work for me. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There you go. No, but yeah, no, thank you for also running the promo for me as well, because I really do appreciate that. I saw a massive bump 
when that ran. Um, so awesome. genuinely appreciate that. And uh, you forgot to also mention one of your other interviews, um, um, Leo Rush. Oh yeah, yeah, Leo Rush, and I just I just met him in person. Leo Rush was uh, really good. He was promoting his uh, album. And we had a really good interview about like his mental health because he was on uh, the real world, like um, one of those like contest shows. I don't really watch it anymore. The challenge. Yeah. And like he had like he needed a mental health break. And and it's good to realize that like you're in the midst of a of a competition to win money and you withdraw from it because you got to take care of yourself. So he was a he was a really good interview. Yeah, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. So like having him uh al snow on jimmy jacobs it was really cool to talk to some wrestlers i i grew up watching and still watch so mm-hmm. yeah that was those are those are really good gets too i i won't lie i am resisting the urge to just pitch to you the idea of us two starting our own wrestling podcast looking at aw looking at wwe looking at the indies because i reckon we could just make like five hour episodes Oh, I swear yeah. we could. <laughs> For sure. Like, I'm a big, like, golden era, attitude era guy. Like, that's what I grew up with. Um, like, I'm a, I'm like a huge Ted DiBiase, Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude guy. But then I'm like a, like a Stone Cold Steve Austin guy, like everybody else. Yeah. Um, like, The Rock, The Nation. Like, I was a big D'Lo Brown stan. Like, D'Lo Brown was my guy. Like, I was like a, when he won the European Championship, I was like, let's go. Let's yes. go, D'Lo. Yes. I must admit, I'm more of a modern uh kind of fan like i've been following aw religiously and i oh, love really? what they're doing um and like i loved what triple h was doing with nxt uk until that got shut down yeah that was that was really good it introduced me to tyler Bate and yes. like uh trent seven and i knew of pete dunn my buddy got me into pete dunn before that um he was really good and aew is is doing really good things so i was there's this promotion that's near me called Beyond Wrestling, and they had a lot of those wrestlers compete before they got signed. So I saw like Orange Cassidy in person, got yes. to meet him. I saw Chris Statlander. I saw, um, uh, oh, what is their name? Uh, something Bear. I forget their name. They're a tag team. They changed their name, but they were uh, Bear Country. Yes. And they changed their name uh, to like something else. So that we got to see them. Um, I forget who else we got to see, but we saw a lot of like AEW stars, like, um, Maxine, not Maxine Nightingale. I forget her name too. I'm so bad with names. Um, but you know, we saw like Nick Gage. Nick Gage was another guy I saw. So wrestling yeah. is good. Wrestling is a really good self care. I, I it love is. Watching. It is. It really it is. is. It's, yeah. It's mindless. You don't have to think. They think for you. You just watch the storylines. You, you get like the bloodline, which is like one of the greatest um, storylines in like the past, like since probably like the list of Jericho. Um, yeah. That's probably like one of the yeah. best ones. And yeah. then like. People like Matt Riddle, I really like. I love, a big AJ Styles guy, and then AEW. Like I like what MJF is doing. Uh, yes. I love. I love Orange Cassidy. I love. Uh, I'll tell you who I don't love. Who's a little overrated, and I don't like being negative. But is Dean not Dean Ambrose? Uh, John Moxley. And this interview is terminated. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know something about him. He, he even in the Shield, he was he was my least favorite in the Shield. I think he's much better as he's much better as Dean Ambrose. Um, but I'm glad we're talking about wrestling because again, we can just make our own podcast out of this. And let's just spin it off now. Uh, episode one coming out next week. No, it isn't. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, but also, I, I something I've noticed is that it can be a great forum to highlight and talk about mental health um recently mtf's massive promo where he talked about how cm punk let him down and talked about his anxiety and the depression that he felt it's almost like because there's a big problem with men's mental health um as well it's like saying well if this big kick-ass superhero wrestler can talk about it Mm -hmm. then so can i you know who's a big one uh, proponent of mental health is uh, Eddie Kingston. Yes, I've uh, I've tried I've tried numerous times to get him on. I would love to get. He's one of my white wheels to get on the podcast. It would be Eddie Kingston, and uh, but yeah, he's a big proponent of mental health. So it's it's good to see him, and he's like a badass dude too. Like yes. he's he's for real. Like he's no character. Like that's that's Eddie Kingston. Like I love what he's done as well. Like he's completely sort of turned this kind of like almost kind of ripping up the rule book of what a wrestler should be and it's just yep. you know what i am just gonna go on a complete rampage yeah 
Um, so, um, Tony Khan, if you're listening to this, uh, sponsor me, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, I need money. I thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, with mental health there, um, we also talked about the relationships that you kind of had um, sort of going through your mental health journey. And I know as someone who's done psychology, who, who studied psychology up to a degree level, a psychologist, we're very um, eccentric. Um, I remember the one you just mentioned on the farm um, yep. that we got there. And like, I, I'm, I'm fine. I, I've got books. It makes it look like I'm busy. But those relationships we have with each other, they're, 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 they're super important, aren't they? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like um, having relationships with people is good because it's, it's good for your mental health. Like having, like, again, I'm going to keep saying it. I like I'm, I'm like in a great mood. Like I woke up very tired today. I woke up at 9 a.m. I know we have a different time schedule, but. I woke up an hour before this. I was very groggy. And what I do before every interview and every episode is I shake out my limbs 10 times. So I'll like shake out my arms 10 times, shake out my other arm. Like I'll just like wake up. Yeah. And like, I was very excited to, like to chat with you again, man. And I'm like, that's a good relationship. And it's like, you're making my day and I don't get up early. So I did something special for you. I got up early. Thank you. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm happy and I'm, I'm ready to go for the day, man. Like that's, that's like a good relationship. And I'm glad. Again, I'm glad we're friends. I'm glad like we're in the podcasting game together. So, that, I thank you, man. Oh no, thank you. I don't, like, I'm super grateful. We're we're just uh, we're just chilling out here. Oh my god, we're gonna get teary eyed soon. So let's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's move it to just talking about the podcast uh, and 22 minutes. I introduced it at the start. Um, if my listeners haven't fallen in love with you uh, by now, they should. Uh, so introduce 22 minutes uh, yeah. for me in your own words. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, 22 Minutes is a podcast, like you said, that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. You can catch me on 2010minutes.com. It's the numerical two zero, and then 10 minutes is a compound word, which is only one M. Most people call it uh, 20 TI minutes, which I could see by looking at it. So it's yeah. okay. But yeah, like come and, come and say hi. I'm always down to chat with people. Um, I like meeting new people. Um, I, I've had some great great episodes like like the early episodes i kind of talk about more like my personal life i feel like and then i kind of gradually talked about like more like what's going on in the news mental health wise like talking about yeah. new diagnosis that i don't know about and learning but then i still talk about like my therapy appointments my medication yeah and it's it's very raw it's very just me um i like it i, I think a lot of people like that because i don't i'm not like a fugazi i'm not like just pretending to be somebody I'm not, which I think everyone should be uh, like self-love is yeah. a big priority that we all need to make sure we do like no matter who we are, what we are, where we come from, like we got to make sure that we know that we're awesome. And uh, I have tr trouble with that. Like I have imposter syndrome from time to time, but you like that's what you get from me like there's days that i don't want to record and you could probably tell in the episode like i'm not in a good mood but i'll do yeah. it because i could have a flare-up with like my bipolar and like i just don't want to do it but i made a promise to do it every week and i get the interviews out like i do those and i just set it and forget it like a crock pot and yeah but yeah come say hi you can find me on social media 20 10 minutes um i'm always down to meet people so come say hi yeah and that promise you make as well, that gives you consistency. And I, I swear I should just rename this podcast to Consistency is Key, because I think everyone that I've spoken to has just highlighted how important the consistency has been for their, not just their podcast growth, but the growth of their project and for their mental health. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. All right, brilliant. So um, I'm kind of curious now, how do you go about choosing and then planning the topics that you're going to talk about because just recently in, in the past couple you've talked about money buying happiness you talked about burnout you talked about social anxiety disorder how, how do you go about picking those topics that's a great question i've never been asked that before and funny enough uh, is yeah right <laughs> uh, funny enough that like it just comes to my head like there'll be something that like happens to me in in like everyday life that like it will trigger it a little bit or I'll just Google mental health news and I'll just yeah. look at stuff going on. But like money buys me happiness. I think we were, I was talking about it at work and we were just like, like money would just be so much better if I don't know. No, our lives would be so much better with just more money. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're right. And I was like, you know what? Like financial, financial uh, problems are like a big thing with mental health. It's like people that are fi yeah. financially stable or 
live paycheck to paycheck or, or stuff like that. So it was very interesting. And a lot of people on Twitter that I interacted with, they said, yeah, like money would buy me more happiness. And most people, there's always a saying, it's like money doesn't buy happiness. I'm like, yeah, for you, everybody's different. Yeah. Like, 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 again, like it kind of boils down to mental health where like my medication could work for me, but it might not work for somebody else. And I feel like that goes with like other ideas, whether it's money or, or anything. It's that you just got to think for yourself and do what's best for yourself. But yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to actually desperately bring up the comment as well that little bit of a chat we had on your YouTube video, um, because there is it goes up to a certain limit, doesn't it? And then you get diminishing returns. Um, if I can find it and my phone has stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you remember what episode it was? Uh, it was two episodes ago. Give me a second. It's now working. Uh, da 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 uh that's the point where you start getting diminishing returns because your needs have been met and you have money spare um and nothing else seems to add at least nothing monetary will now add to it yeah again like yeah money is money can be the root of all evil too you know what i mean yeah but yeah, yeah no i remember that comment yeah uh, that's just a little bit of self-servicing there just just to advertise myself but you know there we go uh, yeah. back to yourself with your with your topics then do you kind of are you want to script it out are you bullet points or are you just you know what we're gonna play it by ear we're gonna fight i think the only thing i write out is like stats when i read those off um i think statistics are very interesting mm-hmm. um I wish I could remember some off the top of my head. That's how bad my memory is. No, but no, same, I, do, I, do, I do bullet points. I, I, I want to like make sure I get, I get the right order. And like, I, I love transitions. I love when a transition goes perfectly. Yes. Like, I get excited when that yes. happens. <laughs> get super excited. But yeah, I just, I just kind of like, uh, like, I'll just like look up things like mental health wise, or if something comes across, uh, like if like a celebrity talks about mental health, I'll bring that up um but yeah my topics are very random i'm a very random person i feel like my adhd is like a superpower at times yeah where i can do like a, a million different things at once or like i get fascinated and get hyper focused on something um but yeah i try to use it for good um and it's it's interesting are you kind of happy to kind of expand on kind of like what your adhd kind of means for you and kind of like what effect it has yeah, it it means a lot to me. Like I, I've had it undiagnosed since like high school. Like everyone like always made fun of me for it, but not in like the bad way where they like pointed and laughed. They just like with they were in on the joke. And like I fell asleep during my like SATs for like college, and like yeah. I would like count tiles on the ceiling. Like I just wasn't paying attention. I was like more worried about like chasing girls and stuff. Um, but now it's like I read a lot about it and people who have it, and it's like they are very creative. Um, but there's like there's cons too. Like I, I don't do well making an eye contact. I, I don't do well like look making it look like I'm not paying attention, but I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and like doing multiple things at once, like being rude, like I'm on my phone while I'm talking to somebody. It's not like I do those on purpose. It's like just like it's like one of those traits that people have, and I, yeah. I and I work on it. I try to work on it a lot. I'm, I'm very self aware. Like just now, like I I know about those things. But yeah, it's it, it makes me very creative. I think it makes me like humorous in a way. I think I think it really pushes my personality a little bit more out uh, with how like animated I am and yeah. how like open I am and stuff. But I, I think if like it's it's not easy for a lot of people. Like I'm not saying it's great yeah. to have. Like it's <laughs> it weighs out the the cons weigh out the pros. But I'm trying to use it for like like I'm using my superpower for good. Uh, you know yeah. if that makes sense. Like I don't want to use it and just be like run down and be upset about it and stuff but like when it comes to, like bipolar like that's a different story like that's like that's like tough to to deal with yeah um you're totally in control here do you want to talk about bipolar or shall we skip it no yeah no we can definitely talk about it yeah there's bipolar one and bipolar two which is a mood disorder which you can uh, have depression and manic episode whether it's hypomania or mania which mania is something that lasts a a lot longer so bipolar one 
is is mood changes that happen for like a week, like a week more. Yeah. And bipolar two is more like it's choppy. It's a, it's a lot like in and out. And I have bipolar two, so that means like I always I it's not I diminish it, but I always break it down very easily for people. But it's like I feel like I'm a toddler sometimes, where like I get mood swings like really bad over nothing, or it just comes over me. Where like I'm just like don't talk to me or like I don't want to do this or like stuff like that and I always say like if I'm in that mode I'm like Cyclops from X Men where I like have my beam and like just don't get in that beam like let me fizzle out yeah and just and just do that but then like there's the mania side where you feel like undestructible and you feel like you can do everything and you're like this is it I I'm cured yeah like I'm gonna be fine and like you come up with these uh, grandois like ideas that you'll never do like i was like oh i'm gonna build a dog house for my dog i don't even know how to use a screwdriver my friend like like i don't know why i would think that and it's just like my brain's playing tricks on me and it's and it's very unfortunate because that's when it brings back down to the depression side because you let you set yourself up for fail and it's just like it's very annoying and like i take my medication i take this thing called lamictal which is like a mood stabilizer I take Wellbutrin, which is good for um, seasonal depression. I take Abilify, which is actually more for like schizophrenia people, but it, it can help people with bipolar. So like that scared me a little bit. I'm like, I'm not schizophrenic. Like I don't want, I don't want to be labeled that or something. But yeah, the bipolar too, like I said, I, like I have it tattooed on me. Like I'm not ashamed of it. I, I like to raise awareness for it because I think sometimes like I'll, I'll make plans with somebody and like everyone's like this too. Like I'm not just saying like I'm different, but like, uh, like, I don't want to be at a party if I'm going to be a wet blanket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm just not going to go because I don't feel like it. Like, I have a reason why I don't want to go. And I don't want to give that as a reason because it's like a cop out. Like, I don't want to use it as a crutch. And I feel like I am at times. But people are like, no, like, that's like what your genetic makeup is. And you just have to like, and like, I manage it. I manage it as well as I can. But there's like super cons of it. Like, I had a falling out with a friend over it because like bipolar people can be very nasty with their words and, and very outlandish and be like uh shoot from the hip, like really quick. Yeah. And like that, like beats me up still. Like I still think about that, like on my drives to work and it, it stinks. It, it really does stink. Cause I know it's my fault and it, you gotta like, just live with it. Like people just go apart for whatever reason and all that stuff. And then there's like the impulse side of bipolar will like you'll do something risky or anything like people sometimes like not me i do my risky behavior is the casino like i'll go down to the casino and like spend money but not like crazy like i'm not like a degenerate i just love going down to play blackjack but some people have like uh like sex addictions or like impulses that they'll go do something like that um like some people would like have impulses like i've read this like they'll just have sex with like uh like like uh, hookers and stuff like no condom like stuff like that and it's like that's like very impulsive like that's the extreme side of it yeah. and it's 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 funny the saying uh, a lot uh, people have it worse than you is like a double-edged sword because like i can see why people get annoyed by it but i can also it kind of helps people in a way that to realize that like yeah you know what i could have it worse and i'm glad that it's not and i know people have it worse than me and it's not like haha they have it worse than me it's more like I feel sympathy for them. And it's like, yeah, they really have to go through it really bad. And I'm over here, like just going to the casino, like, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, bipolar is a trip. Uh, the people yeah. that have it, I, I think they know exactly how I'm explaining it. And yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, I'm just a toddler in a human body at times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do appreciate you being entirely like open with that because I, I found as well um that people kind of like if they've got no experience and no knowledge of of what's going on in mental health and they're entirely neurotypical which is a phrase that i've got a few issues with but i'll expand on that maybe in a later episode perhaps there's almost this kind of where if they haven't experienced it then it doesn't exist and then any kind of discussion you try to have about mental health or perhaps the needs that you might have to deal with your mental health almost becomes kind of like fruitless if you get where i'm going with this a little bit can you elaborate a little bit more yeah kind of like oh god this is a difficult one um <laughs> <laughs> oh god it, it, it's kind of like people would just um what's one looking for 
This is the first time in 26 episodes I've been stuck <laughs> with what to say. Perfect. I got you. I got ah, you. Screw you. <laughs> screw you. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's sort of like it's not taken seriously. It's not taken oh, as okay. serious as physical health. Like, for instance, right. if I was to break my break my arm, I'd obviously get a lot of sympathy for that because that, that hurts. And people would understand why I can't do something. But if I was to say, oh, my depression is really bad today, I'd rather skip or I'd rather do something. A lot of people kind of don't understand that. Yeah, it, it, I know exactly what you mean now. And, and that person I had a falling out with doesn't really understand it. I think that's where we butted heads. And yeah, people act like it will never happen to them uh, or mm. like someone they know. And ba back to your point about the arm is like, yeah, they can see it. They yeah. can't see like a mental mental disorder and stuff, and yeah, and th they act like it'll, it will never happen to them or a loved one. It's like it's like plane crashes. Like you think that you'll never be in a plane crash, but there is a percentage that you might be, and yeah. people don't think that will. Like you just think like I'm in this movie where nothing bad's gonna happen to me. Like I'll never be like kidnapped, but like you could be. Yeah, and it's like, and that's what I think about is like people don't realize that it could, it could happen to them at any given moment and people diminish it and call it weak or whatever they call it, which I've come across and it's unfortunate, but it's okay. Like some people are just ignorant or people want to make excuses being like, Oh, you just, you're just saying that to be like that. And it's like, no man, like I'm going through it and I'm working on it. Like if I wasn't working on something, there'd be nothing there. Like what a, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. doing the homework and there's a sheet of paper in front of me. Like I'm, I'm writing on it. I'm doing the homework. And it's like, I, I didn't make this up. Yeah. And if you're a boring person who uh, is a neurotypical and you're, you're like this, do better. I'm pointing yeah. at you with my pen now. <laughs> um, because you, what, I, what I do appreciate you appreciate is you're entirely open with me. And I really appreciate that. And thank you um, so, yeah. so much for that. And a big part of your tagline is personal stories and as someone who is kind of guarded with my own stories i try not to let much slip i like could only mention fairly generic things this mm -hmm. seems like a very different approach to me for want of a better phrase so why so open that's another great question man um i don't know i don't know anymore <laughs> like i I was very like secretive about it and I was like nervous coming out. Like I did this huge Facebook post about it. Like that was probably like my turning point where I started to be more open. Like I explained everything mm -hmm. and so many people commented and uh, it was like super emotional for me now. Like the support I had from people were like crazy. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's like so many people actually care. And it was just like a great feeling. And uh, I remember crying then, like I'm getting teary eyed now. Like I got like, I yeah. was like crying like bad. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. So ever since then, I just didn't give an F. Like I was just like, you know what? I was like, I'm just going to be like who I am. And like, I've always wanted to be who I was. Like, I didn't want to like hide anything and, and stuff like that. Like I wanted to be like, like, like my comedic self. Like I like to be open and be funny. And, and then like, I want to be open about like all my other things. Cause you got to take the good with the bad. And yeah, it's unfortunate that there is bad, like I, I, like yeah. I have depression, yeah. I have anxiety. Um, but yeah, it's, I think I'm just open because I want to make it easier for other people because it was so hard, like being in the dark and I want people, they don't have to be open, but I want them to know like they're not alone and they yeah. can be whoever they want to be, um, and be open and be true to themselves. And I think with me being open, it makes me feel better that like, I can just show people that it it's. It it can get better, and it, it yeah. will if you if you put in the work. It's not easy. I, I I that's the biggest misconception. It it's not easy to get help. Um, yeah. there's one yeah. is like trying to find a therapist that is under your insurance. Two, it's getting the therapist and not having a relationship with them. There's like so many steps you got to do, and you got to just push through it. Yeah. it is so difficult, and I know it's difficult, and I hate. That's how open I am. Is like you just got to keep fighting it, and like the worst case scenario is that you can always go to the emergency room and go that way i i never wanted to go that way just because I, I i just didn't want to um yeah i don't i again i'm not a professional i don't recommend it i think i think therapy is probably the right way to go but again that's a personal opinion i'm not saying that like you could have a different opinion about that um but yeah i just think that the getting help aspect as well is, is tough but it's definitely rewarding yeah you know what? that makes a lot of sense to me and i just want to reach through now and just give you a hug 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> my man. I'm a big hugger too. I'm a huge hug guy. <laughs> we'll go for a virtual one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and sort of, sort of to lighten the mood just a little bit. I do notice as well. We kind of have a similar sense of ever so slightly dark, kind of sarcastic humor, which yes. is cool. Yeah, no, it is cool. I think that's what helps me a lot. And I've been told this too, that like my humor is very, it's like almost like British, not I, like my humor isn't British humor, but I get the British humor. Like I really, I really do enjoy it. Like the whole Mighty Python, like the Holy yeah. Grail is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I think John Cleese is like- You've got a major the... intro, haven't you? Who? A John Cleese. Who, you did? No, you, you've got him on your intro. At the start of your oh yeah, oh my god yeah. I was <laughs> I dude that, that literally that's so funny I I listen to that thing every week and I totally forgot about that yeah th there are some who called me Tim yeah. and like when I heard him say that for the first time I was like floored I was like <laughs> I I'm like I love that that is so funny and um yeah I I took that from them um yeah that's that's actually wicked funny that you like pointed that out like it just goes to show like like british comedy is 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 a different comedy but it's it's great but yeah the dark humor is is like the dark arts of uh of, of like harry potter almost you gotta yeah. like use it like correctly because like you could scare some people with it and yes. I, I think it's, it's it's such a good like it gets it out it gets it out in a serious way but you can do it in a uh comedic fashion i like to call that like passive unaggressiveness where like i'll say something dark but i'll say it in a joking tune where they think i'm yeah. kidding i'm like oh i'm gonna go drive home and hopefully my car flips over and they're like Haha. and i'm like no i really think about that like i yeah. hope that happens yeah so like that's where the dark humor comes for me but yeah i think it's it's good it's not for everybody it's like uh it's not for everybody but it's it's for us <laughs> and you know what i think it does as well is it kind of helps us sort of lower the barriers almost and mm -hmm. kind of almost like we mentioned with the wrestlers um and the spots that they will have let's us start to talk about mental health in a slightly more accessible way mm -hmm. yeah that's what i'm all about man it's just like just being open about it and like bringing people in on the joke like it's not funny haha but like bringing people on like what i talk about and, and like I, I just want people to laugh like my my taglines like break the stigma by cracking a smile and yeah that's how we have to break it down man yeah exactly um before we go on to the question i just want to uh check in uh are you doing all right oh man that's another great question i'm actually I'm actually doing pretty good, man. Um, I'm taking care of myself. I have some things going on in my personal life that are tough right now, but I have a good support system. Um, but no, I'm doing pretty good, man. And I think this is uh, really starting my day really well. And I, I appreciate you. But yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, nah, doing all right. Uh, lots of positive, cool stuff happening. And we had a slight emotional moment that hopefully I helped. I think that helps. Hopefully helps. Helps many. Helps people. Helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Words to that effect. <laughs> <laughs> so I finish off every episode with uh, my questionnaire. Uh, these questions come from the Pros questionnaire that were later adapted by Bernard Pivot and later by James Lipton. And now I present my adaptation to you. Uh, okay. Ten questions. Feel free to expand. What is your favorite word? Can I swear on this? That's question seven. The swear uh, the, thing... Oh, yes, go, go, go for the it. Go for the F-bomb is my favorite word. I know it's probably cliche, but it just makes me feel so good. It's such it's such an emotion word. Like yeah. you can say it in so many different ways. Like, like, oh man, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like sad today. No, I'm feeling effing sad today. Like yeah. that's like a big one. Like that's like like, oh, he's really sad today. And it's like you can you can just and it's just like so many different ways, like, oh, get effed. Like, oh, I'm gonna go F myself. Like those are the type of stuff that I, I absolutely love. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite word for sure. And I remember on QI, I don't know if it airs over there in the UK, they talked about how people who use swear words often and in the right way are typically, on average, more intelligent than those who choose not to. I've actually heard that as well. Um, I don't know if I believe it, but yeah, I'm glad that's one of those things. <laughs> I want to fucking believe it. Yeah, uh, there it is. <laughs> oh, so we can say fuck. All right, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We can you say guys, fuck. 
you guys say the c word over there and that's like that's like full power over here like you guys are different <laughs> i'm holding back i'm holding back because like i swear like particularly around my other half or around my family i swear so much yeah um, but like when i'm on broadcast mode nope 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 we, we have one swear word per episode yep um question two what is your least favorite word Oh man, my least favorite word. Okay, it's it's not a real word, but people say it. There's a word called regardless, but it's like, oh, regardless of that. Some people say irregardless. That isn't a word. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they say yep. it, but they go, yep. oh yeah, irregardless. No, 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 no. The word is regardless. And to kind of flip that a little bit, um, my my least favorite phrase, is that a question or can I answer that? Yeah, go for it, go for it. Yeah. Okay, my least favorite phrase is I could care less. That's that's not the best thing to say. You, you want to say I couldn't care less because if you said I could care less, that means you could care less from where you're caring at that time. You couldn't care less means you're at the very bottom of where you care. So yeah. it's I couldn't care less, and I hopefully I corrected that for somebody that's listening. Yeah, no, totally. I think David Mitchell had a bit of a rant about that. David Mitchell's uh. had a rant about everything. Um, <laughs> I'll get him on the show. He'll he'll just I I'll just pass him the questionnaire and he'll just rant about it. Yeah. Uh, question three. What engages you? Just good conversation. Uh, like I said, I don't do well by myself, like entertaining myself for long periods of time. But it engages me is like is like a good topic. Like we're talking yeah. about mental health, wrestling, like all that stuff. Like I'm very engaged with that. So like just good conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, I can't provide it here today. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what um what disengages you? Oh man, I bad conversations where it's just like it's just like, oh, how about the weather today? I'm like, oh, like oh, I just don't want to like and I think when people talk about their job, I don't really like and it's kind of sad like people want to vent about their job, but I'm like I hate like I hate working as well and I just yeah. don't talk about it, but I'd say yeah, just bad bad conversations. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Uh what is even this the point of small talk? Um yeah. question 5. I just realized these whole questions are small talk. Uh, question five, what sound or noise do you love? <laughs> you were like, these are kind of small talk questions. No, these are good questions. These are really good questions. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was laughing. What, what was the question again? <laughs> um, what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Um, that's, a, that's a good one. I'm trying to think. I like a, I like a good like in baseball like the sound of a crack off a baseball on the mm -hmm. bat sounds really good i don't know if that's the same with like cricket i don't know if cricket's even big over there is it big over there cricket is huge over here okay, yeah yeah so yeah, like th yeah. that probably noise i really like i like a i like a good meow from a cat yeah i think that's pretty good um but sounds like um I'm trying to think. That's a that's a really cool that's a really cool question. I, I think I I'm, I'm going to circle back on that if I think of something different. I can't claim credit for the question. Um, question six. I just stole these. Like, I stole yeah, I like them it. because I like James Lipton. He stole them from Bernard Pivot, and Bernard Pivot stole them from Prost. So, yep. there you go. Uh, question six. What sound or noise do you hate? Styrofoam. I can't, I can't touch it. It's giving me chills right now. The feeling, the sound is like... I it just drives me nuts when the, if I'm at a restaurant and they give me styrofoam I'm like you gotta carry it I can't carry it I yeah. hate I hate the sound of it I hate the feel of it uh, it's just the worst and then like nails on a chalkboard is another one yeah or oh. like or like when you have a pen and like you don't click it and you try to write it without the thing out is like another sound that I hate it's like oh I hate that <laughs> I'm like going crazy right now <laughs> no uh, no and when they put styrofoam in a box and you have to pull it out you're using your body and just like no 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 mm. don't like it that's uh, the let's, worst let's move on to everyone's favorite question uh, question seven what is your favorite curse word my favorite curse word is fuck yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one it's a good one question eight what profession other than your own would you like to attempt uh, if I didn't, so I work three to 11 at night. And so that's when a lot of like classes happen or like, like events. Yeah. I want to become a professional wrestling referee. I think I have yes. the build for it. I think I, I can, I can, I'm a good like actor in a way. Like I've watched wrestling in a while. I think I could train really well. 
Um, but yeah, like if I ever change my work schedule, I'm gonna I'm literally gonna go and try to be a professional wrestling referee. You know what? I dare you. I utterly dare you because I think you've got where you are. You've got lots of indie promotions. They're probably going to have some kind of training academy. Oh yeah, there's a bunch. I've already contacted a few of them, but the the times and days they do it, I can't. I can't go. Yeah. So I've been waiting to change. I can't. Like I'm 37 now. I got to do it before I'm like 45. So I got. I got a little bit of time. So hopefully I can get to that. Yeah. No, it's never going to be too late. I think we've had someone take 50 years, completely unrelated topic, like 50 years to do their PhD. The article just came out today on the BBC. And yeah, nothing is ever too late. Uh, Age is just a number. He says, realizing he's just turned 30 and now he's having back problems. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, I turned 30 on the 14th of January. I woke up and my back genuinely hurt. (laughs) Oh, dude, fellow Capricorn, I'm January 16th. Nice! With like two days! Yay! Yeah, um, hell yeah. Yay! I'm just more hyperactive than the standard <laughs> Capricorn. But you know what? That's uh, that's still a good thing. I've also had some sugar today. Uh, let's get <laughs> back to the questions. Um, what profession would you not like to do? Profession that I would not like to do, I think would be a teacher. I think teachers get underpaid. I think what they yeah. deal with is just awful. Yeah. Um. I I think that's one of the I, for me personally. I don't think it's the worst profession overall, but I think for me that would be the I would be so mad, mm-hmm. um, all the time because I was a pain in the ass too in high school. So if I had me in my class, I would be so close to just backhanding him in the <laughs> face. So like, yeah, that would probably be the the toughest one. Plus, I wasn't good in school. I didn't like the schedule. Um, so people that I think people are kind of crazy. Like I, I don't like using the word crazy. Like I'm crazy, but there's crazy people out there. Yeah. And I think um <laughs> the funny, the funny crazy people is like they go to they go to school, they go to high school, college, they all have the same like schedule. And then you go back to it. Like you just like you're still doing that schedule. Like you're you're just like you got like a two-week vacation, you get a week vacation in February, you get like or holiday if you want to call it a holiday i i see i know i know some of the british banter i'm pretty good like i like i like the word mate i like the word bloke uh i wish you asked me that like my favorite british word i think i think bloke is my favorite british word i think that's that's a great well he's a good bloke i'm like yeah. yes yeah oh god when's the last time i used bloke or uh, smashing i think smashing's a really good one smashing. too oh, when tim curry says it yes smashing smashing <laughs> um but yeah no a lot of love for teachers from this podcast as well they are amazing um mrs burton had to put up with me sorry mrs burton <laughs> um final question of the podcast if you could say only one statement to any one person what would that statement be and who would that person be and i'm going to copy that into the chat for you as well okay so if you could say only one statement to any one person, what would that statement be and who would that person be? Um, that's a really good question. I think I would I think I would say something I would talk to my I would talk to my youngest self. Oh man, you got me. You got me with oh, this one. Fuck. Oh, you got me with oh. this one. Um I would talk to my younger self and just say it's gonna be okay. Yeah. I think that would that would probably be the one I would uh talk to the one person. Yeah. Um because it, it, it is. Yeah. Things got better. Things are okay. They're not terrible. They're not great. They're okay. And I'm cool with that. Because yeah. they used to be terrible. But that's what I would say is uh, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, you're the only, I think you're the only <laughs> podcast. I'm not even saying this. If, the, if, if it is, you're the second one. I, I don't think I've ever cried on another podcast. I've gotten choked, and I've gotten choked yeah. up, but I've never like legit like like have the old like i think it's funny when people cry not funny but like when they're like their bottom lip goes into their mouth like like when they cry like that i think that's like that's when you know it's like very emotional so i was i was very close to that but no that that would be my answer yeah let's let's pull you away let's let's let us be typical men and repress our emotions now (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um I'm I'm gonna put your links and everything in the show notes below. But um, if you want to just tell us where we can find you, yeah, you can uh, just type in Tim McCarthy twenty ten minutes. Uh, twenty ten minutes is my handle on everything. Again, it's two zero T I M I N U T E S. Go to twenty ten minutes dot com. I have merch. If you want to buy some, I have my own app. You can download my own app, which I, it's funny. I have my own app. My buddy uh, Caleb from Appetizers LLC. Shout out to him. 
I have my own app on Google Play and Apple, which you can just listen right nice. on there. I, I give notifications. I, I You can buy my merch off there. So something a little fun to have. Everyone has an app they don't use. Just download it and don't use it. That's fine. Bad just keep the notifications on and you'll get messages from me from time to time. Um, but yeah, it's easy to find me. Yeah, and you can find us as well. All the social medias at uh, Tom Meets People. Tim, thank you so, so much um, for today. What a way to end the series. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. Tom, you're the man. I, again, you're the man, Tim. I'm, you're the man, I'm, Tim. So, I'm so glad we got to do this, and this has been a lot of fun. So anytime, anything you need from me, man, you get a friend for life. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Same, same. Fucking love you, brother. <laughs>